This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen, with my beautiful, beautiful wife, Kelly Girl. We're ready to go here. We got a, we got a good podcast for you today. I want to thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Everybody around the world. Thank you very much for everything you do for Kelly Girl and I, yes. and Marley and Dolly and Finn, <laughs> our rescue cats and our rescue monkey. Our monkey's up on the top. He should be making a guest celebrity appearance here at any time. You never know. Keep an eye out for him. Nathan, you keep your eyes peeled. Hi, <laughs> see if you can see where Marley is today. I think he's in the little house up on the top. No, he's playing. Everybody. <laughs> Thank you for being there for us. Thanks for all the questions. Thanks for everything. Today is Text the Show Thursday with my beautiful wife, Kelly Girl. And uh, the proper way to take your wife fishing is the topic. And that's what we're going to kind of talk about. But you can send in any question you want to 949-374-0786. And Kelly Girl will answer your questions, and if she doesn't know the answer, I'll make one up. <laughs> we'll make up a really good one that'll sound like we actually know what we're talking right. about. And uh, thank you for being with us today. You're very welcome. Very, very much. You're very welcome. Are you going to talk about this hurricane that's coming here? Yes. I'm kind of scared. Okay. No, I'm not really scared. Yeah, she is. We went and spent a bunch of money on food yesterday in case we get trapped up here on the hill. Um this thing right now, if you look at windy.com, it's kind of tracking so that we're going to catch a little edge of it. It's going to just barely catch an edge. If you look real quick, this is the hurricane that's kind of headed this way. That's what it looks like Saturday morning. They say we have a 100% chance of rain. We're going to get somewhere around five inches on Saturday wow. morning of wow. rain here. And that should just about do it for us because the problem down here is there's nowhere for the water to go. What they've done is they've overbuilt Cabo at a very fast rate. And everything's covered in asphalt now, which it used to all be sand and dirt. Now it's covered in asphalt. So when this rain does occur, it's going to be pretty scary. The amount of water that's going to come flowing down our hills. So Kelly Girl and I went to Costco yesterday and bought a bunch of food in case we get trapped up on the hill. We don't think we're going to, but if this thing turns a tiny bit to the right, it's got, it could be gnarly. They're calling now, they're calling it a possible Cat 3 or Cat 4 hurricane. Mm -hmm. 
So we'll see. We have a nice big generator. We'll see what happens. This will be the first one that Kelly's got to be a part of yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Every time there's been one, she's been somewhere else, at her mom's house, up at her son's house, or somewhere. So this will be Kelly's first one if it comes. We'll see what happens. Right now, it's super humid and super overcast outside. Yay. <laughs> Kelly's favorite weather. I love the humidity. It makes her hair look really yeah, good. Yeah, I'm having a bad hair today. So. <laughs> what do you think? I think her hair looks great. <laughs> Don't you guys? And here they come. All right. So, gang, listen. I love y'all, but you can't send your questions in on Facebook or YouTube. You have to send them into the telephone at 949-374-0786. And those of you that are listening, driving around on the podcast, when you park somewhere, just bring up on your telephone or bring up on your iPad, windy.com, and you can see this hurricane we're talking about. And it tracks right up into California. We were ahead of it a little bit yesterday talking about it, but then this morning Henry DiCarlo was talking about this hurricane. Hurricane Hillary, they're calling it, and it's got potential to come storming into Cal California on uh, Monday. So we'll see what happens, right, baby? We'll see what happens. Well, you know what? If Henry DiCarlo said it's going to happen, then it's going to happen. Because Henry, Henry knows. Henry DiCarlo knows. <laughs> Henry knows. My favorite weatherman. All right. So do we have any questions? I think. Let's see. We do. I'm going to put my glasses on because I can't. Gang, send in your more. questions. Kelly's going to give away at least one shirt today. She has no problem giving away more. So okay. send in your questions if you want Kelly to read them on air and have a chance to win a free t-shirt. All right. Let's see. This is from John Stanley. Hi, John. Hey, John. And he, let's see, uh, if he wants to know if I were going to take a friend fishing, but without Dave there to help. I think I know what you would fish for, but what would be your game plan so you guys would catch fish? Um, I would go. <laughs> your, the look on your face is funny. We Thank you, because I'm part. a funny looking guy. You <laughs> well, would I if I was going to take a friend? I wouldn't go without Dave, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's just the truth. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I there. I could. I could like dock a boat, a big you know yacht, um, with Dave right there, telling me what to do. But I, so I wouldn't go without Dave. That's just the reality. I wouldn't go without Dave. That would be foolish on my part. Right, Dave? Because you can't pull the anchor. I can't, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> You're not going to pull the anchor. She already knows she's not going to catch anything if she doesn't anchor. But I definitely stay, well. What are you going to, okay, let's just pretend like you like were in charge and you were going to pull the anchor and you were going to do, what would you go fish for? What fish? Calico bass. It's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. It's most of the time it's every cast is a bite. And, um, well, depending on what kind of, I would fish for calico bass for sure. Definitely. Right. Hope that. Fly line? Fly line. Yes. So hopefully the bait barge has some anchovies, small anchovies. And yeah, that's what I would do. And if you had to put on a sinker, what? You're not going on. I'm not going. No, no, she doesn't that's have too any much trouble. <laughs> she doesn't have any desire to put no, on a sinker. No, no, just fly line. What was the rest of the question? You yeah, you can tell me the whole thing. No. Why? Because I wanted it to be a surprise. Oh, that's my first thought. Have you ever seen Captain Dave farm a big fish? How mad does he get when that fish pops off? Well, Dave has a temper, so yeah, he he you'd think it was like the biggest fish he's ever caught or the biggest fish he's ever hooked. And he he's pretty uh, gets pretty pretty upset pretty upset. 
he throws his, I mean, I've seen him throw things over the side of the boat. He's trying, yeah, and then, then everything's my fault, you know, it's all my fault. <laughs> right, Dave? No. <laughs> yes. No, no. No, he gets pretty angry. He's pretty into it, you know. You guys want to hear a really funny story about a really big fish that we lost, Kelly and I? Fishing up at La Paz by ourselves. Oh my gosh. Delivering the Mercedes. <laughs> Should we tell that story? Sure. You Go ahead. We may have told this already if you already heard it. This is different from the one we told last This week. is different than the naked story. This is a story. different Marlin that we told. Okay, so I don't know, four years ago or something, we had to take the Mercedes up to La Paz to deliver it. And I had my deckhand go up in his car and just Kelly and I took the 68-foot Viking up to La Paz by ourselves. And I talked to my good buddy, Adam Cargill, and I asked him, hey, Adam, where, where should I look around, see if I catch a Wahoo or something for Kelly Girl on the way up? And he gave me some numbers, and he told me where to go. And so we got up into that area, and I said, Kelly Girl, I'm going to put the lines out and see if we can't get a bite. She's all, great, go ahead. Yeah, I was like, go ahead. I, yeah, sure. And so... <laughs> I put the lines out, and they weren't out in the water for more than a minute. And we were hooked up to a marlin. Big old striper, probably 150, 180-pound striper. Things jumping all over the place. I tell Kelly, go outside. She goes outside, and it's like he got hit in the face with a with a um, two-by-four. The, the air was so thick. It was probably 100 degrees with, like, 80% humidity. <laughs> yes. And this fish was going Richter back there, jumping all over the place. And she just said, no, I'm not doing it. I said, it. She, no, no, I don't want to do it. I don't she just do said, it. forget it. I'm not doing it. I'm not winding this fish in. If you want it, you wind it in. Well, plus he was screaming at me from the tower or, you know, up at the helm up top. And I'm just like, no, he, he can't be screaming at me right now. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this right now. So I said, no, I'm not going to do it. And he was just getting more mad and more mad. And I said, if you want this fish, you come down here and you wind on it and, and, and deal with it. And I'll go up top and drive. So I did. So Kelly drove back down on the marlin on the big yacht. <laughs> and I tightened the drag as tight as I could make it. I couldn't have made the drag any tighter. And I did everything in my power to make this marlin break off. It, it was hilarious in, in my, you know, in, in here. I didn't say it out loud, but I was just laughing because Dave was in the corner just pranking and pranking and you looked like you just looked miserable and the water was <laughs> she was backing down hard so the water was i was totally drenched plus it was hotter than hell <laughs> and, and he was so angry she was laughing at me and i was telling her this is it we're done he said when i get this fish in we are done i don't want you anywhere near me you go downstairs you hide in the master bedroom do not come outside we, and we said we're getting into we're divorce. getting a divorce <laughs> we're done we're never gonna you're going to get, I'm going to go home from La Paz and you're going to walk or whatever. I'm done. I'm not even going to let Edwin give you a ride. <laughs> that lasted about five minutes. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then we came into a beautiful area. I'm all, Kelly, come up here. You got to see this. Yeah. So I thought we were getting into more. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah good, that, good times. Huh? Not good a good times. Time. <laughs> Another time at Seal Rock, she tried to throw me in the water. I did. I did. I tried to throw your... And then Steve Benefeld pulled up just in time to save us. He's pulled up to see if the fish were biting at Seal Rocks. And he, I'm all, you got to be good now. There's, there's a member to the website. <laughs> oh, goodness. That was fun. That, those were fun times. I wish oh, I yeah, missed, fun I missed times. fishing at the Cape Point. Okay. 
Let's see. This is from, I'm not, oh, this is from Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Hey, Kirsten. Uh, do, I'm all, I have to look at with one eye, you know, I didn't put my glasses on. Uh, do you have an evacuation plan in place if there's a major mudslide or flooding? Nope. nope. We don't because <laughs> we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything because we have Marley. So we're going to hunker down here in the house, and this is our plan, and this is where we're going to be. And We have a big generator. We have plenty of water. We have a big generator. We have lots of water. We have plenty of food. <laughs> we're ready if something was to happen. We, we have everything we need to be self-sufficient here in the house for a little while. Hopefully, we don't kill each other, but no. Our plan <laughs> is to get our generator out of the closet yep. and get all ready to go. But we're ready. I mean, we're, we got a lot here. We're ready to go. And, and you know what, you know, you I take kinda have care a clue. And then if something else happened, we go down and get on the captain hook and go out to sea. And they can get mad at me later. Wait, what? Okay. What what? He says, okay, somebody says, uh, many prayers for Captain Dave and his wife Kelly. Thank, Thank you. you very, very, Thank much. You very much. That's that's all hope that this doesn't yeah. happen to be. Anything. I think it's gonna just Yes, that's all we, can, we all want. Know. We all want it. None of us want to see it. All right, let's see. Oh, Dave Burris. Hey, Dave. <laughs> well, you know, I'll have to tell you the story later. I'll have to tell you Dave's what, you know, I'll answer that question later. <laughs> all right, don't but forget. He's pretty lucky, though, I'll tell you. Gang, if you guys want to text the show, Kelly's reading the questions, 949-374-0786. We try to answer all your questions, and we, we don't care if you're in Australia, Fiji, Japan, wherever you're watching, there's a good chance you can win a T-shirt. Kelly will send you a shirt right after the show. You may be the luck person that gets picked, so send in your questions. Yeah, send in your questions. Okay, uh, let's see. This is from Darren. Hi, hey, Darren. Darren. Uh, he wants to know uh, what is your favorite fish to grill, and do you have a, a favorite, do you have a secret sauce? Kelly, what's that sauce that you got at the store that you love? Oh we my have... God, there is a sauce that I, I've i only seen it here. It's not a, a Spanish or Mexican brand. It's from, for, I don't know, some, what is it? Help me out here. It's some Asian brand. It's it's like, a, how would you describe it, Dave? I don't even know how to describe it, but it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, how would you describe it. It's got its own unique flavor. It's got like a mayonnaise yeah. and like some spice and stuff in it. And it's almost, it's not the consistency of mayonnaise. It's a little bit lighter consistency. But it's, it's like almost like it's a got like, like a, a little twang to it. Yeah, it's hard to describe. We could run downstairs and get the bottle, but you're never going to find it in America. We only find yeah. it down here, find it here and once in a while. So good. It looks really good with a fish that's been breaded, like with panko, uh, breadcrumbs, and, and then, you know, deep fried or fried on you know and then what i like darren is so i like the ranch or excuse me the buttermilk ranch dressing it's got to be buttermilk ranch though it's a total different taste than regular ranch when you get the buttermilk ranch and it's you're gonna find it not very often but when you find it it's a totally different flavor than the regular ranch it's just i don't know it's smoother regular ranch has that little twing twang in it and uh the buttermilk ranch doesn't, and that's what I love to drizzle across my fish tacos. And I like to, I love to cook calico bass. Kelly Girl makes a marinade with the salmon, and she gets the salmon. She gets the uh, wild-caught salmon, 
They have it at Costco once in a great while. When she gets the wild-caught salmon, she'll bring it home and she'll marinate it in this teriyaki sauce that she loves. And when she marinates it, it is the sweetest thing. And then I barbecue it in the backyard for her on the barbie, and it comes out absolutely spectacular. The fish and the fox. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> Hi, Kelly Girl is the fish, and I am the fox. Thank the fox. you very much. All right, this is from Dan. Uh, Kelly Girl, did you ever get to spend time up in the tower on the big boats Captain Davis running? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. A lot of time lot up of time. there. Or her and her son. Yeah. Riley got to go hang out up there, yeah. do a lot of deliveries, a lot of cool stuff, but no one else on the boat. Yeah. Seeing the blue whale That's come what up I was on the say. tower. So I got to see my first blue whale. From up top, so yeah, I got to do a lot. Um, let's see how <laughs> she's she... actually been spoiled, gang. Oh, when yeah. she gets on another boat, she just like, like, yeah, uh, where's, where's where's the, the stabilizers? Where's the seat keeper? Where's the tower? <laughs> where's, where's the air conditioner? Where's the salon? <laughs> where's the TV <laughs> that comes out? Where's of my room? bathroom? I own yeah. she, she always had her own bathroom, yeah. Always, yeah, I, he spoiled me, spoiled me totally. So I went, I'm going backwards. <laughs> Okay, and then have have you have you used the gyros much? Uh, I've never used used them like seriously. I've they give her a headache. I've played around with them. They're super cool. You can see a lot, but um, no, I've never used them for fishing because I like to anchor, you know, and fish that way. I'm not, you know, um, I'm not. I don't. I, I don't like. I mean, I'm not into fishing that much where you would need them, right, Dave? Yeah. Okay. Um, she just doesn't. It doesn't translate also to push them together far enough because she doesn't have a big fat head like mine so for her to push them together far enough it's almost impossible i gotta get a headache yeah she can't get that she can't get she gets double vision on them it's a, it's a they're not easy to use let's just be honest and you can't you can't pick up mine and look out mine dan and and i can't pick up todd's and look out todd's and todd can't pick up pete gross specs and look we adjust them, fine-tune them to our eyeballs, and my eyeballs aren't like your eyeballs. And so if you look out mine, and I don't want you touching my adjustments on them either because it's just it's too hard to get them readjusted. So, yeah, it's hard. Jeff, I saw that. I'm not supposed to read those. You're supposed to send the questions to 949-374-0786. But I saw you got your T-shirt. Now you got to catch a fish and take a picture with it with your shirt on. You take a picture with your saltwater guide shirt on or hat on and you post it on social media or you post it on our report, fish reports, you got a chance to win 200 US dollars and Kelly Girl's gonna pick one picture on September 1st and we're gonna give away $200 this year to one lucky Ooh, person. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. All right, this is from uh, e uh, Emmanuel. Hey, Emmanuel, how are you, buddy? I hope I pronounced that right. Um, what are, uh, how can he up his chances on hooking up a tuna on a full day boat? Become a member of your saltwater guide. That's the very first thing, gang, because I don't care if you're sport boat fishing or if you're yacht fishing or whatever you're doing. We go over a plethora of stuff, so much stuff on the website that will help you whether you're on a sport boat or whether you're on your own boat. First thing to do, though, if you go on a sport boat is listen to the captain. Seek out the captain, find the captain, and ask him 
what should we be doing? And this goes for all of you. This is the biggest problem with all of you when you go on a sport boat. Your ego takes over and you're not willing to ask questions. There's only one human being on the boat that really knows what's going to happen. And that's the captain. Because you might have a preconceived notion of what's going to go on on the boat and the crew may have a preconceived notion, but really the captain's the one that knows exactly what's going on. He's going to share the information with his crew members. But if you can take a second of your busy day to talk to him when you get on the boat and say, hey, Cap, what are we doing today? How should I rig? And then don't tell him what you... Here's a... I'm going to be honest. Here's a big thing, gang. We're not interested in what you did the last 50 times you went fishing. We don't want to see the pictures of the fish you caught. We are out there to do a job. Find you fish today. So when we make a suggestion, hey, you want to put on a number four thin wire, mustad hook, tie on a piece of 25-pound fluorocarbon, that's what you want to do. We don't want to hear about what you did last time you were out. That doesn't matter to us. When you ask us a question, do what we tell you and you're going to be successful. Because now when I pull into that school of fish, I know that Emmanuel is going to be doing exactly what I said. So there's a pretty good chance by the time I get out of the wheelhouse, Emmanuel's already hooked up because he's the only one on the boat that ain't eating his boogers. He actually listened to the captain and then he's going to be hooked up. Gang, we know what they're biting. We're out every single day. The captain of the sport boat, the captain of the yacht, they know what's going on. That's our job is to get you on the fish. So that will help you out. All of you that are listening, that is probably the number one thing. <laughs> and then to know bait selection, spend more time at the bait tank, picking the very most lively bait, and it's going to be the greenest bait. If your bait looks like the logo on my Costa shirt, that's the bait you want to use, the limest green bait in the bait tank. Like the captain will tell you and the crew, the one that's the hardest to catch, but they're not that hard to catch. All you do is put your hand in the trough and then when he swims over your hand, you slowly lift it up. It's super easy. Most people make it too hard because they chase them around the bait tank the whole time. Just lay your hand in the trough and when he swims over the palm of your hand, you lift your hand up, walk over to your rod, hook him on, throw him out there, hook up. Yep, in the water. Right. Yeah, don't leave them hanging around while you're looking for water. I used to I see, do that a lot. I used to do that a lot. Standing there with your bait hanging in the air looking for water. The water's right in front of you. It never moves. It's always going to be in front of you. The minute you put the hook in your bait, get it in the water. If you need to figure out where the water is while you're trying to figure out <laughs> where the water is, okay. hold your bait in the water while you try to figure out where the water is. It's just absolutely hilarious. I watched it a hundred million times. I would always say, gang, the water's in front of you. Just throw it out there. Today's not the day to practice casting because we talked about that two days ago on the show. All right, we got a million. Okay. A lot of people want a t-shirt now. Millions of questions. <laughs> okay. So um, now that we're getting so many questions, hold on. Okay. Gang, they got to be good or she ain't. She, you, those of you that know, she ain't going to read them if they ain't good. So. Okay, this is a good question. This is from Darren. All right, And he Darren. wants to know... Who, uh, who are your favorite famous celebrities or athletes that you have fished with, Dave? Well, here's a great story. I was on a boat taking some guys because I had my guide service. I was on a different boat every single day with different human beings. 
And um, I was out on a boat with these guys one day, and I asked one of them, hey, <laughs> what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm a professional poker player. He's, he was on back when that was like the big deal on TV, and he was one of the stars on there, John. And then the other guy, I go, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I'm in a band. And then I was like, yeah, da, 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 da. you're in a band. Okay. No, you're in a band? What, like a, like you guys play high schools or something? He goes, no, 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 we play stadiums. And I go, oh, yeah, right, okay. Like you opened like like, uh, like, like Aerosmith? He goes, yeah, they opened for us before. And I'm like, no, no, who are you? And he says, oh, I'm the bass guitarist for a, a band called Social Distortion. And I'm all, yeah. There's no band named Social Distortion. I go, hold on a second. I grab my phone. I'm all, hey, Kelly. I went this guy, John Maurer, and she's like, no, you're not. I go, well, you heard of him? She goes, yeah, he's the bass player for Social Distortion. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I couldn't all, believe it. I'm like, oh my, I mean, when my son was a bait, like an infant, he had a little Social D t-shirt. I said, yeah, it's Social D. And Dave was like, oh, okay. And I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, but then she goes, your son, Zach, and this is how out of touch I was. Your son, Zach, loves Social D. And I'm like, well, Kelly was supposed to pick me up. I go, send Zach down. So Zach came down to the boat to pick me up when we got in that afternoon. And Zach, I love my kids. Zach stood there like <laughs> in awe, just his jaw was kind of hanging. And I was like, I grabbed John by the arm and I, look at Zach, you can touch him. He's cool. You can touch him. I was messing up his hair. David. I'm sorry. I was messing up his hair and stuff. And my son was like, oh, you can't touch him like that. And I was like, well, I just did. And then I worked for another guy that was a professional hockey player with the, with the Kings. But go ahead. All right. Okay. Um, the other day, Dave uh, mentioned that the water temperature in Cabo San Lucas was 91 degrees. I'm new on the Pacific side of Baja at uh, Puerto San Carlos. I don't even know if the water temperature will reach that, that here. So what's the fishing like in 90 degree, 91 degree water? A lot of Dorado. They're catching fish? a lot of Dorado right now. A lot of Dorado, very good Dorado fishing. Very good jack fishing, a lot of jack, a lot of dorado, not a lot of not a lot of billfish. The ones that are here though are blues and blacks. Some of the bigger fish we've been hearing, and there's some big tunas on the bank, some bigger tunas, some fifty to three hundred pound yellowfin. It's it's not real good for fishing when it gets that hot, and that's what's causing this hurricane. This hot water is what causes the hurricane, and they'll stay with the hot water as long as it stays in the 80s. Once it gets below 80 degrees, that's when it starts to dissipate. So if you watch this thing right now, if you look at it on uh, windy, this thing's going up the coast. It gets to almost, well, it gets above San Carlos, and then it shoots across it shoots across the uh, Baja Peninsula and it jumps over into the Sea of Cortez because it's seeking out that warm water because it gets its energy from the warm water. So it seeks it out and then it shoots across the Baja Peninsula if you look right now, but it could change. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I go no, on no, and on no. and on. Well, yeah, you do go on and on. Okay. And you mess my hair up. And, and uh, I'm mad at you. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So San Carlos, you'll probably get the water up into the mid-80s this year. I would guess, and you're probably going to get some wahoo off of your coast right there. 
Okay. You ready for the next one? Yeah, The next question, uh, this person, I'm not sure who they are. Uh, Kelly, do you miss your cousin Tracy? (laughs) Yes, I do, Tracy. I love you and I miss (laughs) you. You have no idea. I think about you all the time. Um, And my... Our thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, but yes, I miss you. You are. Oh, yeah. You have always been my favorite person since I was a little girl. You've been her idol. I can yeah. tell you. She talks about you all the time <laughs> still today, how you were the person she looked up to the whole time she was a little girl growing up when you lived with her. I learned a lot from she you. Talks big influence about, on me. She talks about you, all the. All the meanness that's in her didn't come from you. She oh. picked that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know what? I I'm just oh kidding. We're okay. just having fun. Sorry. No, she <laughs> idolized you growing up, and she still does today. And you and Steven, you guys portray what we all are looking yeah. for in a relationship. So you guys got it going on. And thanks for watching our yeah. show. We really appreciate that you're watching. That means yeah. a ton to both of us. Really We're going to talk about this afterwards. I promise. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank I better you. be on my best behavior. I just messed up Kelly's. Hand. Yes. <laughs> thanks Tracy. Okay. Let's see here. Um, I, oh, here we go. Um, Sounds like your mom's calling. I know. my. She forgot what time it is. One day my mom will remember that your show is at noon. There's Marley. Marley Tracy, Marley. there's our monkey. Tracy, see Marley. <laughs> Come here, bud. Love him, bud. Come here. He's, Come here. He loves Come Dave. Here. He's uh, very attached to Dave now. There you he go. wants nothing to do with me. There you go. I don't know. See? There's Marley. He loves to hang out with me now. He Dave just walks around the house and Marley will just sit right there. So anyway, okay. Thank you, Tracy. Uh, let's see. Kelly, what's your biggest fish you have caught? I'd have to be, the biggest one would have to be the marlin here in Cabo. Yeah. How big was that? It's like. Probably 130 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. She caught two that day. I caught two and I'm done. We the first boat out of the harbor after the, after yeah, the right. closure three years ago. We were the very first boat out and there were marlin everywhere. It was crazy. Kelly had her two Marlin was back at the dock by eleven. Bye, Marley. Bye, Marley. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, and I have, I have no desire to uh, go Marlin fish anymore. That's I'm done. <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, thank you for that. Let's see. Um, here we go, Dave, 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 Dave. Oh boy. Okay, aren't you, okay, Kelly girl? Aren't you happy uh, now that your house is? Oh my God. Your house is a nail bender now. <laughs> With that storm coming. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's happy about that because it's made out of block instead of out of straw. Yeah. <laughs> nail I'm bender. So that I'm that so comes from last week's show if you weren't watching. Yeah. Kelly Girl found out the hard way that the house is built out of block and not wood, trying to pound nails into the wall. Oh when we first moved so here to hang your pictures. Yeah, that was embarrassing. But anyway, now everybody knows. Uh, let's see. How is the uh, how are the plans for the women's your saltwater guide swag coming? They are coming. I am right now just trying to get a good price from a vendor to make the shirts. So stay tuned. I'll keep you guys posted, but I'm working on it. Yes, you are. All right. Tracy, if you're if you're watching the show, text message Peggy and let her know we're doing the show right now and she can text the show on my phone. And we'll be more than happy to answer a question. But now she's calling for the second time. I can hear Kelly's phone. <laughs> I hope she's okay. Find okay. out if Peggy's okay and let her know we're doing this show. All right. This is from John Stanley. Um, let's see. If I catch a great bait but drop it on the deck 
is it no good now? If you're going to put it right on your hook and throw it out there, it's fine. But if you're going to pick it up off the deck and put it in the bait tank, you might as well just throw it over the side as chum. But yeah, if you can get it on your line, if it fell and it didn't kill it and it's still wiggling good, put it on your hook and throw it in the water. You're going to get bite on it right away. People drop their baits all the time. The only time I say don't use that bait is when they try to put it back in the bait tank <laughs> because dead bait kills the good bait. It lets out a toxin in the water when it dies and it starts to kill your bait. So you always want to make sure you keep all the dead bait out of your bait tank so it doesn't kill your good bait. All right. Let's see. Uh, will sunblock on your hands affect your live bait or, or lures? Your bait, yes. Right, Dave? You don't yeah, want I to think, have sunblock on your hands. I think it has a big bearing on because it's going to change. If you have a lot of sunblock on your hands, when you hook your bait, it's going to wipe some of that sunblock off your hand. You're going to hook it. You're going to throw it in the water. Now your bait's swimming around and it's got a trail of sunblock coming off the back of it. That doesn't look natural. The fish aren't going to go for that. Also, it's going to taste terrible when they grab it to eat it. It's going to taste like sunblock. Yuck. They're not going to like that. What are you doing, buddy? All right. Let's see. Yeah, that's definitely, you definitely don't want to have sunblock on your hands. That's why I've never worn it. Um. Here we go. I'm not sure. Let's see. It's, I'm trying to read these. The other day, Dave. Okay. Um, if not, I'm not sure. All right. Um, I don't, I, you know what? Oh, no. we have one from John Rowe. Hi, John. Um, should we listen to the captain of the boat if he tells us to tie a reverse dropper? Never. <laughs> Never. The reverse dropper loop is a great if he tells you to tie on a reverse dropper loop, John, and, and you guys know how to fish, you and your wife and your family, that means put on a dropper loop. Because what he's trying to do is explain to the people that don't know how to fish, then the sinker is going to set the hook for you, and you're not going to get to be involved in the act of fishing. The reverse dropper loop is a great setup for people that don't know how to fish. But if you're going to, if the guy says, hey, put on a reverse dropper loop, just tie on a dropper loop. We're going to be fishing sculpin on the bottom or we're going to be fishing sand bass in 90 to 120 feet of water. Put on a regular dropper loop. It's going to work the same. It's just you got contact with your bait now. Reverse dropper loop, you have zero contact with your bait. So you're just dropping it down there, hoping a fish hooks himself and you wind them up. It happens every single day. Don't get me wrong. It works, but it works for the people that don't want to feel the bite. All right. Well, oh, let's see. We are caught up with the questions. No way, you guys. That's really all the questions are. you have for Kelly, girl. No, she's for here. You and to me. <laughs> oh, Kelly, girl. Is it true that you shaved Dave's face while he was sleeping? Nope. Nope. She is madder than a wet cat oh, about no. me well, trimming I'm my mustache. I just he came walking around the corner one day, and I'm like, whoa, what happened? What did you do? Because Dave, <laughs> I'm going to tell something funny about you. Dave likes to, I don't know, do you black brows? Sometimes Dave likes to manicure his brows. And I've, I, I've, I've gone with him to, well, I've taken him to get him waxed professionally. But, and just, just you know, you, you men, you guys need to do that. But not overdo it. Because, you know, it might, it, you know, you guys, you know, anyway. So sometimes Dave will do it as on his own and he like 
shaves all his eyebrows off, and I'm like, oh my god, you look like <coughs> you, oh, you look you look different. Right, like but, I don't know which bathroom to use. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, <laughs> but yes, I like him with a yeah mustache, and I like the crazy, you know, like I love when you have the handlebar mustache thing. Right, I was neat. But yeah, I was. I, I'm not quite a big fan of Dave with no facial hair. Yeah, I love you. I was just. To be perfectly honest now, since we're sitting here and Kelly girl here, <laughs> I was trying to trim it because it was getting really bushy and it was getting like out of control. And then we made a little mistake on the trim and I'm like, well, time to shave it off. Start over again. I didn't want Kelly to know that. But uh, yeah, I made a horrible mistake trying to trim it. And I'm not allowed to trim my eyebrows anymore. I'm just, I'm not allowed to. It's just not part of the deal. But if I don't trim them or somebody doesn't trim them, they look like I'm carrying around a couple of giant caterpillars above my eyes. I have the biggest, bushiest eyebrows. If you want to see, go look at my brother who does not know that it's okay to trim your eyebrows. I'm just saying, look at Michael. And then that's what my eyebrows look like. It's pretty gnarly. But I don't let that happen very often. Thanks. And that's because of my mom. Thanks, mom. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, okay. <laughs> I take uh, almost all of this is from um, this is from who is this from? This is from John Stanley. He takes almost all of uh, Tina's fish off uh, for her, off her line. Um, I'm her personal deckhand. Does Dave do the same for you? Yes, if I want him to. But there are times that I don't want him to. I want to do everything myself. Um, so I'll let him know. But yeah, he's he's always he'll, he'll do whatever for me. So yeah. But yeah. I like to do it myself. I do. So here's what the deal is, gang. Kelly wants to do it until the, until the, that spine hits her in the finger or the calico the bigger calico with big sharp teeth grabs her by the thumb then all bets are off and it's like you take the damn thing off but if it's easy to get off yeah kelly wants to do every part of it she wants to bait her own hook she wants to take her own fish off until the little pokey things hit her in yeah. the fingers and i've never been all stuck bets, by a fish line all bets are I've off had, i've seen dave once dave was stung know, by a sculpin. a sculpin and i'm no joke he got into the corner of the uh, of the back of the boat, and he was kneeling down, and and he was almost gonna. I thought maybe you were crying. He was. It may have been. He, he was. I'm a big baby. Was, well, I mean, it was the most painful thing. I mean, he was in so much pain, and uh, it was it was awful. So I have no. I don't want even. I don't even know why people catch sculpin. It's just too dangerous. Anyways, it's not that good for fish to eat either. I think it is, but yeah. No, too too risky. We're getting a lot of questions now. People want that shirt, baby girl. All right. Uh, Emmanuel wants to know, if will the storm push more game fish to Southern California? Yeah. Yesterday's show, we were talking about it. The aftermath of this thing could be really spectacular because it's dragging this 91-degree water with it as it's going to come up the coast. And that's going to just push more warm water into Southern California. Last year, I don't know if you all remember or not, but we had a little tropical depression come through. And then what it left was that epic, full-speed, phenomenal Dorado fishing. The problem with people nowadays is they have zero history. They don't look at history. They don't look at 
what happened yesterday. Everyone just looks at what happened today. That's what's supposed to happen now. But if you look at what's going on, this is kind of what happened and what set up the whole party last year for that phenomenal Dorado fishing. So we have a really good chance of this thing to come pouring in. See what Mike Lee said. I'm sorry, I'm reading that yeah, you're like reading. a dumbass. Okay. Oh, are we, did you finish your question? I don't know. Did I finish? Yeah, it's going to be really, really good, Emmanuel. It's going to push in a bunch of warm water. And warm water coming into Southern California cannot be a bad thing. It's only going to help. Um, Going back to the sculpin, what if somebody is stuck, what what can they do to relieve the pain, Dave? What should they do, Dave? Marley? I'm sorry. <laughs> He's pissed over there. He wants me to hold him. Okay. <laughs> If you get stung by a sculpin, there's not a whole lot you can do. People say pee on it. I used to tell everybody that the only thing that works is if I pee on it for you so that I can pee on my passenger. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they say put it in hot water. We used to stick it in a cup of coffee. Really, once it gets in, that bacteria is inside of you. There's really not much you can do. It is, it's like a bee sting. If you're allergic, yeah, it could be catastrophic. If you're not allergic, it's going to hurt like holy heck for a long, long time. It's going to burn. It's going to swell. It's going to burn. It's going to swell. If you're allergic, yeah, it'll kill you. Let's just be honest. It, it could kill you. It doesn't happen very often, but it's the same with the bee sting. If you're allergic, it could kill you, but you got to be careful. They have. I have a whole video series on Sculpin all, all over YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok shows you every spine on them. They're super. You never wanna. You never wanna grab your pliers and flick them off. I've seen booger eating deckhands do that. What happens is the fish will spin around, and all the spines will go on the back of your hand. I'm telling you this because I've done everything you could possibly do wrong. Do not grab the hook with your pliers and try to flick it off because it's going to come back around and zap you. You've got to grab the lower lip with your thumb. You stick your thumb in there and hold it. Once you put your thumb in there, you cannot let go. You have to hold it as tight as you possibly can. Then take your pliers, remove the hook, and then release the fish. If you don't want to deal with the spines, if you want to eat them, I rip off every single spine. And still the head's full of spines and all those spines on the head are full of the bacteria. It's not a poison sack. It's not like a uh, stonefish. It's a bacteria that lives in the spine. Rockfish have bacteria in their spines too. When you get stung by a rock or when you get, not stung, but when you get pricked by the spines on a rockfish, it hurts like holy heck. Depending on the rockfish, depending on where they live, will be the degree of pain that you're going to go with. But it's a bacteria that lives in the spine. Or just, you know what? Why would you don't even catch? Them? You can't I control why. what eats your hook. I, mean, I would just cut the line. You can't I don't control even want to what eats your hook. But you know, I know this. I know a guy, and uh, I, I, gosh, what is his name? I believe his name is Max. And somebody oh. put a <laughs> down his back. Oh once. my gosh! Uh, like what happened? I, I don't. What happened? And why did? did okay. You, were you there, Dave? 1983, the real El Nino, we had red crabs for bait, those pelagic red crabs. My buddy Rick Dozberg and Kenny Nielsen, God rest his soul, they used to drag an otter net around with the school kids, and they would catch those pelagic red crabs, and we'd take them down and use them for bait. This was before all the tuna and everything showed up during 83, and we were down fishing a place called the 12-foot rock down off of uh, 
along the barn kelp. And the sculpin and sheephead were biting wide open. And Max watching the show right now. But at the time, Max was very, very large human. He, he since has had gastric bypass surgery and he weighs less than I do now. But at the time, he was probably 350 pounds. And I thought it was hilarious. We were young and dumb and we were kids. And I would just throw fish at him all day. Blam! I would hit him in the back and fall on the deck. And he said... If you throw another fish at me, I'm going to throw a sculpin at you. And I'm like, sure you will. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this nice pound and a half sculpin come over the rail. And the next thing you know, I he dropped it down the back of my shirt. And four of those spines stuck in my spinal cord. Dude, I couldn't even feel my legs for hours. My whole back was swelled up. The pain was like something you can't even comprehend. And my legs, I couldn't oh feel them for like four hours at oh all. Gosh. It was, yeah, I quit throwing fish at Max. But you threw, didn't you? I thought you were the one that first put them down. No, I was just back. throwing sheephead at Max. That's not the story you told Yeah, me. that's the story I told okay. you. Might not be the one you remember. So are you blaming Max now? It's no, it's Max. my fault for throwing fish at him. <laughs> okay. All right, this is. This is from Eli. And that was in 83. Now, I know a lot of you weren't even born yet. <laughs> but 83, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was a bad, bad man. You still are. Okay, thank I'm you. just kidding. You're not. Okay. Eli wants to know, are there any towns or places below the border within driving distance that are family friendly that you recommend? San Felipe. San Felipe. San Felipe. Spectacular. They got good ponga fish in there. It's really, really cool. It's beautiful. If you want, we can send you Bob. I think his name is Bob or Bob. I'm not sure what his name is. Him and his wife have a beautiful Airbnb there that Kelly Girl and I oh, stayed it's in. So beautiful. It's spectacular and it's right above the harbor. And super there's a, affordable. There's a little marina right there and you can go ponga fishing. It is literally a five hour drive from San Diego to San Felipe. And then you're down there fishing in the Sea of Cortez, which is spectacular. If you go down the other side, Ensenada, Rosarita Beach, all that stuff, there's just so many flipping people. It's just not. you. If you're going to go down, go down the Sea of Cortez side, go down the 8, over to Mexicali, through Mexicali, and then into Baja. And then once you get out of um, Mexicali, it is, there's nothing. Just wide open road and desert and beauty. And then all of a sudden you're in San Felipe. Lots of hotels, lots of really good restaurants. And that really nice Airbnb, right, Marley? And everything's super <laughs> bitch in there. And it's fun. And it's yeah. you're in a different world. When you leave mm -hmm. and you go across the border and it's everything's kicked back. You got zero to be afraid of. It's not California. There is actual laws down here. And you can't smash and grab. And you can't go in a mall and steal a bunch of stuff. And they actually prosecute people here. So it's a really cool thing that it actually keeps people from doing stupid stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Don't ever be afraid to come down here. No. Turn off the news. Don't listen to all your friends. Oh, Mexico, aren't you scared? I'd be scared to go to the mall right now. It looks pretty scary up there in California. Go to the yes, mall. Yes, it does. That doesn't happen. Go to Nordstrom's and have a chance to watch the whole store get stolen in 10 minutes and zero I, prosecution. I would have a heart attack if that happened to me. If I was shopping in, in, in a mall at Nordstrom and that happened, I would I'd probably have a heart attack. 
I would. That's scary. I but it's so not bad. like it happened once. It's happening yeah, every it's day. Everywhere. Jeez. Okay. Let's see, Dave. What's the uh, biggest? Uh, what's the biggest swell you can tolerate? Uh, fishing. Personally, I can. I don't want to go when it's blowing or when it's rough. I don't want to go. Period. I have no desire. I don't want to go. Period. If it's uh. I don't care what the ocean's doing. If you want to pay me and you want to go, I'll do it. I don't care. I think it's stupid. It's ludicrous. When the wind's blowing, once it's more than 12 knots, I got no desire. There's no fish on the planet Earth worth getting a crap beat out of you. Once it blows more than 12 knots, that's a white cap. I try to always talk to all my clients. And, hey, it's going to blow. I, I want to go anyway. I'm like, dude, are you? why don't you want to listen to me? I'm just telling you. Dude, I love your money. I used to tell the guy, I'm not telling you I don't want to go because I don't want your money. I want your money, dude. I get, I drive a 1986 Toyota 4Runner. I don't have any flipping money. I'm telling you, it's going to suck. It When it's blowing, it suck. it's not fun in any way, shape, or form. The brochure that I signed up for back in 1974 showed flat, glassy, calm, girls in bikinis, sun out, big, giant fish. And then you got me going out there when it's blowing 15 knots, white cap and three. Once the swell is above three foot and inside of 10 seconds, that sucks too. But the wind is your, the wind is the biggest problem. And I'm sorry. I know you go, oh, I don't mind fishing when it's good. You didn't, I don't know what you like. I don't care what you like. I'm telling you what I like. You asked what I like. I hate it. I hate rough ocean. I love the Sea of Cortez. That's why I told that young man to go to the Sea of Cortez because it's it's pretty spectacular there and the ocean's like a lake. All right. Did I answer that question? I think you answered that. Okay, I'm getting off on well, a tangent. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is from Tim Ogilvie. Hey, Tim, Tim. How are you, buddy? Uh, Tim wants to know what are your least favorite things about living in Cabo besides the heat? The least favorite. The way that they drive, I can do I can do 200 miles an hour on the toll road and they still have to pass me. It's just the funniest thing. And they they just I don't know the culture down here is tailgate tailgate. They got a tailgate it's all like, the time. It's like the wild west down here. It's just there's no there's doesn't seem to be any rules or like road road rules or laws it's just kind of go you can, free for all free for all and if you stop at a stop sign there's a good chance you're going to get rear-ended stop signs are merely a suggestion and you better look around if you're deciding that you're going to stop at a stop sign look behind you real well because the cars that are behind you have no desire to slow down at that stop sign so you better be careful you can always tell the people that just came to town because they cause accidents because they stop at stop signs and people get pissed. You'll be blown away, Tim, when you come up to a stop sign and you actually start to slow down. The people behind you are honking and they're losing their minds. What are you doing? Stop it at a stop sign. What's wrong with you? Are you from California? You're scaring Marley. I'm sorry, Marley. <laughs> but Kelly Girl got a whole laundry list of things. Oh, I do. That you miss. Well, I mean, there's no my no least Sephora, favorite. There's no, no shopping here. There's no shopping here. I mean, there's just nowhere to shop here. It, we barely got grocery stores that are, you know. <laughs> but yeah, the, the shopping doesn't exist here. So uh, I don't like that. But um, what else? Other than that, it's... It's pretty safe, mm -hmm. pretty tame, pretty easy, yeah. pretty... 
simple. That I think the number one thing for me is the simplest. It's so simple here. You know exactly what's going on. You know exactly what to expect mm -hmm. all day. You know that you're not going to get robbed. You know you're not going to get carjacked. You know there's not going to be a school shooting. There's not going to be a smash and grab. When we were up in California three weeks ago for the Bill Shed dinner, mm -hmm. we went to Target and I was just oh my God. appalled. Yeah. And that's that Target is. in San Diego, right by the sports arena. That's where that. I'm just blown away that this has happened to California. I am, I'm just blown away. It was in San Diego. I'm just blown away. I'm just, it was just like the walking dead was all over the parking lot. It's just, we don't have that down here. So when we go, it's a culture shock and we're actually worried and we're nervous and we can't leave our, we, we were told by people, we can't leave our backpack in the car. Kelly can't leave her purse in the car. Our cars, we have umbrellas and beach chairs and we have housing supplies and bottled water and stuff in the back of our truck. I, that stuff's been in the back of the truck for months. We go to the, we go anywhere. It doesn't get, it doesn't go away. It's not stolen. It's just a different culture now yeah. up there. It just doesn't make any sense to us. Well, I do not like shopping with Dave. When I go shopping, I want him to stay home I, or whatever. I, I'm just, that's how I am. When I went to Target when we were in San Diego, I made him come with me. That's how, how, how uneasy I felt about, you know, shopping there. It was, it was pretty bad. It was really bad. But anyway, so that's. I don't understand what's going on up there, and I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just going the wrong places. I was in Newport Beach last year for the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival, and I went to CVS because I had a really bad headache. And I walked over to where the um, Advil was, and they said that the whole case is locked up, and I had to go to the front counter. Everything's locked. Up. I had to go to the front counter and get the clerk to go with me over to the Advil. He had to take the Advil out of the locked contain or the locked shelves, and then walk up, lock it back up, walk me up to the right in Newport Beach. Dang, yeah. I just it blows my Pretty mind. Sad. Pretty sad. Um, let's see. I had the one here that. Uh, oh goodness sakes! I don't know. I just had somebody's and I lost it. <laughs> anyway. Um, how are you, Dave? I'm doing really good today. <laughs> Let me see. I got it. I lost it. Are you fishing the Bisbees yeah. this year? No. I Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll help Kevin Cubby Paul out if he comes down it. here and he's fishing the Bisbees. I may go ride around with him. But uh, other than that, no. Is it busy? Does it get busy here during the Bisbees? It goes absolutely crazy. Gang, if you're thinking of coming down here October, November, December, I would buy my airline tickets now because they go up dramatically. It, right now, you can get a trip down here for 120, 130 bucks. Valaris, you could probably get a trip for 70 or 80 bucks. Come October, it's going to be six, seven hundred dollars one way. Yeah. It's going to be six, seven hundred dollars one way to go home. This place goes absolutely bananas be 90 to 100% capacity at all the hotels. And they have prices here, like, increase. They change yeah. the menu prices in the restaurants yeah. and the bars and everything changes. All the menu prices change. All the hotels change. Everything changes because all the money comes into town. It's the largest uh, fishing tournament in the world as far as money jackpot goes and the town goes bananas. So October, November, December, January are super busy down here.
extremely busy. Yes. And if you're coming to Cabo looking for a bargain, there's not a lot of bargains here anymore. Everybody wants to be here. This is the place to be. And where our neighborhood, where we live, when we moved here four years ago, we were like, there was maybe one other one other gringo family here. Now there's probably 70% gringo families in our neighborhood because people know now that you can work out of your house and internet is phenomenal here. I mean, we do this show live every day on the internet and it seems to work pretty darn good every day. We'll see how it works after all this rain we're going to get in the next couple of days. But right now it works good. Everything seems to work well for us down here, right? Yes, it does, for sure, for sure. Oh, okay, we got three more questions just came in. Okay, let's see. Uh, Kelly girl, I kept the tape. My wife, Jen, wanted me to ask if you, if when fishing with live squid, did you ever use to panic when the squid latches onto your hand while you were putting the uh, squid on the hook and drop them overboard? How long did it take you to get over the fear? <laughs> I personally am a weirdo. When they grab a hold of me right here and they bite this part of my hand and they bite right there, I like it. I think it's kind of exciting and it doesn't. I've seen grown men, bodybuilders, scream like little girls and throw them over the side. It doesn't bother me. I know I'm going to get bit when they grab me right there. If you hold them a little bit further back, put your put your thumb in your around where their eyes are, on, and then their tentacles are held in your hand, they can't bite you. But if you hold them mid-body, they twist that head around, they grab you right here on the hand, and they grab you with that little pincher and bite. Because you got to think, man, you're about to drive a big hook through that poor little fish he is going to do everything he can so he's going to bite the back of your hand yeah today it still scares me but i see people every day you know what cal kelly girl gets around it she doesn't touch them no <laughs> well i mean I, i'm not like you know we don't yeah no yeah she she's not terrified of them because she doesn't touch them oh. <laughs> uh, can you talk about your trips to tanner banks on private boats and what are some trips to head out there and what are some tips to head out there? That's, this is from Matt. All right, Matt. That Tanner Bank, Cortez Bank thing. I grew up fishing commercially out there. I've seen that ocean turn so fast that it blows my mind when I see all those little boats out there. I just don't get it. I know that you guys have done it for the last <laughs> few years and you've been safe and you've been able to do it. I've seen that weather turn so fast. And you're 40 miles from San Clemente Island. You are out there, 38, 37 if you're on the Tanner, 36 or something like that. That's 40 miles in my book. Back to the San Clemente Island, back to some type of shelter. That ocean gets really big and really ugly really fast. I don't think me personally, I'm not going on a boat shorter than 35 feet. I'm going to have a rough time on a Cabo 35 out there, but I'll go out there on a Cabo 35, but... I'm going to be thinking about it the whole time, and I'm going to be paying attention to the weather. I see those little boats out there. I see those little parkers, those little 20-foot parkers and stuff out there. I know that you guys are out there, and that's great. That's why our insurance costs so much. But, uh, yeah, me personally, 35-foot, I don't think I'm going out there on something smaller than that, out to the Cortez or the Tanner. That's a really scary part of the world out there to go fishing out there in that ocean. Really scary, right, Marley? All right, let's okay. see. Okay, real quick, Hayden, okay. 
just left a message. Do you still think the captain's career is, is a good career for young people? It's tough, but I struggle to train new crew to push that extra mile. I personally, I don't think I can do it nowadays with the crews and the crybabies and the whining and the whimpering and the, and the, uh, the culture today with uh, everybody's ready to sue you and everybody. I can't, I don't have a filter. And I've been doing this for so I'm an old school guy. So I don't have a filter. So I'm going to call you a bunch of names. I'm going to yell at you and I'm going to scream at you because that's how I learned. That I learned the old school way. I got, if you didn't want to get yelled at, you quit doing stupid shit. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cuss, but that's how I was taught. And so I couldn't even imagine today starting with the little crybaby on the deck and then me raising my voice and then him pouting and calling, calling his sister's brother's cousin and, and filing a, a harassment charge on me and doing all, I, I don't, I, I couldn't do that. I, I, I'm at the point, I'm over, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I'm just that guy. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, wrong or indifferent. It is me. It is what I am. I mean, the last kind of young person that I hired was Chase. But Chase grew up working on the sport boats. So Chase had been harassed his whole life. And I just told him going in, I said, I don't have a filter. I don't know. I'm going to yell at you. Even though you're one of the best deckhands I ever had, you and Mike and Shayla and Max. I had a lot of good crew members in my career. But I still yell because that's just how I was brought up. I mean, I just want, I don't know. That's just how it was. So I don't think I could do it today. Is it a good career? Yeah, if you're not me. If you're a younger person and you grew up in this cancel crybaby culture, then you can handle it. I can't handle I cannot understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. You do stupid stuff, you're going to get yelled at. And uh, today I know it's a kinder, softer, gentler world and we got to keep, we got to handle it all totally different. But that's kind of why everything sucks. And I think that's why we're having all the problems we're having in California and these other states because of that culture. But I don't know if I could handle being a captain today and hiring young kids that are a bunch of crybabies that don't know which bathroom to use. I don't think I could do that. Do you think you, uh, when you worked as a captain, when you were a captain or you ran your, you know, yachts, like let's say, well, you know, like the last two, was it worth, did you, did you, is the pay good? Is the pay good for the amount of time that you have to work? Absolutely. Because you're, you're not really doing it to, to get rich. You're doing it because you love it. You love being out on the water. You love being a part of the boat. You love being able to fix cool stuff. You love making the water maker work. You love making the pumps work. You love you love every part of it. So you love fixing it. You love getting the people on the fish. You love showing them cool stuff. You love showing them whales, dolphins, birds, all that stuff that I love that I just can't imagine not having that to grow up with in my life. But today's culture, no. My my. My captain ability wouldn't work in today's culture. It just wouldn't. I'm sorry. I know. And there's a lot of you out there going, oh, I've never worked for him. You're right. You couldn't. You just absolutely couldn't work for me because you're a baby. And that's okay. I could never hire babies and no snowflakes. Couldn't do it. I can't do it. I have no filter. So we'd be in HR all the time. It would be just a constant battle. I know when you did work, I, I rarely saw you. So... 
if you have a family, that would be rough for the family, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I, we hardly ever saw days. My average day was 18 hours. I was That was the average day. Without him, yeah. So. Average day was 18 hours. I used to love deckhands and Mike and Chase and Shayla and Max. They, they knew. Don't ever say, when are we going home? Um. <laughs> then we're going to stay longer. I'm old school, baby. We're going to leave together. We're all going to leave together as a group. We all got there in the morning together, and we're all leaving together. No one's leaving early. You know, that's just the way it was. We have a job to do. The boat, this, our boss, that's what comes first, and the rest of the stuff falls in second. That's just how it is in this industry. You're married to the boat. If the boat doesn't work, you're not working the next day. But we came from the world, and we had to fix it ourselves. We, we weren't these soft captains with the money counting hands that don't know anything about the engine room or can't go down there and change a Raycor filter or can't pull off a water pump and put another water pump on or do any of that stuff. And I know there's a ton of captains today that are making lots and lots of money that never even don't even know anything about the engine room or couldn't even go in there, wouldn't even be able to find the engine room. But uh, that's just the culture today. I didn't grow up in that world. We grew up, our hands were filthy, dirty all the time. Our fingernails were black. We went out to dinner or we were filthy, dirty. Fingernails were covered in grease and oil. That's just part of being on the boat. That's part of the job. 18 hours a day, seven days a week. I know that the on the the boats you ran, you could eat it off the floor in the uh, engine room. They were they were just so just pristine. They had them. Well, coffee. that's mainly because of my good friend Pete Grosbeck. Pete never gave me any slack, and he would. You never know when Pete was going to show up. So, goddamn, I would be damn sure I'm not going to let my engine room be dirty in any way, shape, or form. Plus, like he always said, if it's dirty, you have you can't tell what's going on down there. You can't if you can't look down there and see what's going on because of the filth, then you're not really running the boat proper. And Pete was Pete's a hard ass. Not not too many people can work for Pete either. But we're old school. We grew up that way. That's just how it was. All right. All right. This is our last question. No way. This is so question. fun. This is from Tim Ogilvy. He says his wife and one of his twin boys got sick last trip out uh, in Point Loma. Now they only want to go in the bay. How can he get them back in open water? The pills didn't work, I guess. <laughs> well, remember what I told you. You needed to haul ass home the minute they started to not feel good. You didn't need to leave them out there. You had to go home right away because now, and maybe you did, but now they don't trust you. So now you're going to have to slowly build up that trust and you're going to have to just accept that they want to, Hey, if they want to fish in the bay, Tim, you're winning Yeah. because they want to fish in the bay. There's tons of fish to catch in the bay. Like uh, Bill, Bill Barney and I were talking the other day, go get a bunch of ghost shrimp and go catch a bunch of fish in the bay. Forget about going to the bait barge and buying that giant sardine that you can't catch anything on in the bay. Go get some ghost shrimp and take the kids fishing in the bay and go catch some fish. But look, right now you lost their trust. Right now you got to start to build their trust back up on this fishing thing. We're only going to fish in the bay. And don't go, hey, it looks pretty good out there and try to sneak them. Stop. <laughs> you're going to have to build that trust up and you're not going to build it up tomorrow and it's not going to take a, a week. It's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of time be satisfied fishing in the bay tim it's great there's so much to do in the bay anyway down there in san diego the bay is so big our mission bay either bay 
you got a giant bay to fish in. You got a great opportunity to catch fish. Get those ghost shrimp. Get some clams. Get some mussels. Grab a bunch of weird bait. Grab all kinds of weird stuff and go fish for the fish that no one else is fishing for. The bay is full of fish that want to get on your boat. You'll have a great time fishing in the bay. Do not try to sneak out once you get them on the boat. Go, oh, we're just, hey, it looks good out there. Let's go. Now, now they're done. Now they're not fishing in the bay with you anymore. You, you've already lost them to go in the ocean. Don't screw it up. You got one more chance. Just fish in the bay and be happy. Like I tell all my, oh, what a big bluefin. Well, that's because you don't know how to fish. Once you learn how to fish, you start to enjoy fishing. The guys that want a big bluefin, they're not fishermen. They're, they're, they're egomaniacs. They just want, oh, I want a little big bluefin. I'm going to show all my friends. Your friends don't want to see the picture anyway. They're just human. Oh, great. Look at that. Yay. Got a big fish. Yay. They don't really, they don't want to see it, gang. They don't want to hear the big, long story. They, they don't. That you, you were talking about this earlier. I'm kind of, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you, you mentioned how you don't want to know what other people know. Like if, you know, that you're not interested in the fish that you caught yeah, last year or whatever. You don't know how many times I've been with Dave and he's running a, a yacht and just the line of people that come up and, want, and talk to him. But they don't really talk to him. They just tell him, oh, look, I caught this. I caught you. Go, oh, last year. Or this, or that. And don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. That's just a little tip. <laughs> right, Dave? I, mean, I love you all, and I'll listen to every one of you. <laughs> but he really doesn't. He's not interested. I mean, you know, right? Did I say that wrong? Maybe no, I he, came out wrong. But If you caught, <laughs> listen, if you went out and followed my game plan and you caught a fish listening to my game plan, yeah, that's and different. you did that, no, and different. you're a member of the website, and you want to show me the success that you've had because you've been a member of the website, I love that. That's, that's it. Me and Kelly... We look at your post every single day, mm -hmm. and we go. I go look at this, Kelly. They followed the game plan. Look at this. Yeah. They caught a white sea bass, yellowtail, halibut. They're all happy, and the kids are big smiles. But gang, I don't want to see the picture of the three hundred pound halibut you caught on your <laughs> vacation fifteen years ago. I. This was more when you were running. You were like guiding. Well, I'm, I know what trip time. she's talking about. I was running a <laughs> boat in the. Newport the Boat Parade Parking. with 8,000 other boats driving around me. I was on a oh humongous yacht. It was, it was it was chaos in Newport Harbor. And, and everybody wants to show me pictures of the fish they caught. Like, let him, let him the minute that him. that picture goes into my eyes, I can't see outside now. And I got boats driving underneath me and everything else. And Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but, but, but no, the, the, the uh, members, you know, sending pictures and all that. Dave love that, and I love it too. Like at a trade show, game. When you come up to me, I'm not. Believe me, I don't. I'm not that special, and I'm not trying to pretend like I'm special. But if you watch what's going on, there's literally hundreds of people waiting to come up to talk to us, and I want to talk to every single person. When you come up, you talk. Let's talk. Let's have a great conversation. Don't pull your phone out and start showing me pictures of fish you caught back in 84 or 86. Gang, there's 100 people behind you that are dying. And not, not that I'm something special because I'm not. I know that. No, but that's, that is, it was, I remember at this last show we did, the PCS show, it, there, that happened and it was, 
it was it was hard for you. you know, I want to touch happy. everybody and I want to talk to everybody and I'm not trying to be an egomaniac and I'm not, oh, look at him. He's not even humble. I'm super humble, gang. You have no idea. I've been sober for 35 years. I came from the streets. I ate out of trash cans. I did everything you could possibly do wrong. And I'm humble today and I appreciate every single person in, in my life and I appreciate all of you and I want to touch you all and I want to talk to all of you and I want to talk to your children and I want to get my picture taken with your kids and I want to make sure that I keep it as, as lively and as happy as I can. Just understand, last year we had a couple hundred thousand followers. This year at the PCS show we're going to have close to a million followers. It's going to be absolutely mind-boggling. I want to make time for each and every one of you. We'll have a nice big booth again. We'll have plenty of places for you to hang out with us and kick back. Just understand, it's going to be crazy. I, and I'm not trying to pretend like I'm, oh, it's, look at him. He thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. But well, you are. So. There's going to be a lot of people yeah. there to see Kelly Girl and me. No, I'll be there to see you. All Love right. you all. Thank, Thank you, you so for watching much. our Thank show. For Thanks for making Kelly in. happy. Yeah. And, uh, and one day he'll understand. Don't, he'll read, those don't read those questions. I don't want to leave anybody out. But they got to send them to your phone. So, all right. All right. Thanks, Tomorrow, guys. gang, we got Jody Morgan coming to us live from Fiji. Jody Morgan used to own the Apollo. Jody Morgan sold the Apollo. He moved to uh, Fiji. He has a charter boat in Fiji. We're going to talk. We're going to see some spectacular videos and pictures of what he does in Fiji. That's a bucket list for me. I've wanted to go to Fiji since I was a little kid. We would be in Fiji right now if it wasn't for you. <laughs> you little Marley. monkey. He's pointing Get at little monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, tomorrow's going to be a spectacular show. Don't miss it. Or if you do, watch it later. It's going to be spectacular. Got Jody Morgan. All of you listening on the podcast platforms, thank you all. None of this is possible without you. I don't talk to air like a lot of people. We're talking to people every single day. Thank you very, very much. Thank I'll you. see you guys all tomorrow. Bye. Adios. You'll see Kelly next Thursday. Bye. No, you won't. Why? What are we doing? Oh, I will fine. be in Tahoe with you my granddaughter. See me next Thursday. Next week, you're going to be seeing me do my show with my granddaughter sitting on my lap. It's going to be epic. I'm going to start crying right now. I'm going to be with my granddaughter next week up in Tahoe. It's going to be epic. And I will be here in Cabo taking care of the animals. <laughs> I can't go. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Yeah, he doesn't talk about it. <laughs>